Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So last week, we started a new series. Anybody remember what it's called? We just had t-shirts on it. Bear much fruit. And I got the t-shirts. Been been there, done that, got the t-shirt, right? Uh, Bear much fruit. And uh, I believe, as I said, I was directed to this subject by the Lord. And so we are looking at how to bear much fruit. Is that important? Just a little bit. And we we have been emphasized last week, we emphasized something and it was heavy in here. Uh, And it's going to be heavy today, I can guarantee. But that's the way it is. Uh, Because bearing fruit for the Lord, that should be a very, very, very important subject, amen, Amen. to a believer. And we all should have much fruit for the Lord. When we face Jesus, when we look Jesus in the eyes, we want to have much fruit. Amen. Amen. And so if you're interested in that, we have a lot of good teaching on on that coming up right now. Let's go to John 15. John 15, verse 7. And we're going to, of course, repeat some of the verses we looked at. And by the time we get done with the series, you're going to know all these verses. Amen. Like I say, if we're actually meditating on the word, we're studying the word, we're listening, we're we're growing, then we know by the end of the series what we talked about and we can go to the verses. And that way, what, what what are you able to do? You're able to tell someone else. Amen. Amen. You're supposed to be getting, uh, 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 growing up and trained in the word, right? Disciple. Disciples, disciples know the word. Amen. Amen. And disciples want to learn the word, know the word, do the word. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's jump in. John 15, 7. If you abide in me, Jesus speaking, Amen. And my words, did Karen just talk about it? And my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Do we see where we got the title? So you will be my disciples. Ooh, glory. So disciples of Jesus are to bear much fruit. We are not to end up in eternity with a little bit of fruit. No, produce much fruit, much fruit. We we did a lot of farming. (laughs) Come on now. We did a lot of planting. There was a lot of growth. There was a lot of things happening. Come on. We produced fruit. Hello? What? Why did we undertake foreign language translation now and add two hours of work to our day? To bear much fruit. Hello? Most Christians won't do anything for the Lord. You're supposed to add to your day for the Lord. Well, I put in my eight hours of work. Now I go home and I just rest and I relax and I sit and watch TV. Who, where's that in the Bible? No, you could go home and, 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 and yeah, have your dinner and then study the word. Yeah, amen. 
Read the word, preach the word, <laughs> go witness to someone. Amen. I witness people online all the time, all the time. Amen. Thousands of people I've witnessed to online. I didn't have to leave my house even. Amen. You know, you could write a book for Jesus Amen. to produce fruit. Come on now. You see, we got to get a mentality that we got, we're actually supposed to do something. We aren't just supposed to sit in church and hear and go out and do the same thing again. Hello? That is not, that is not the plan of God. <laughs> the plan of God is that we hear, we learn, we grow, we do. We do his word. Come on now. We bear fruit, and when we bear fruit, we bring glory to our God. By this, my Father is glorified. Amen. And we're going to talk, we'll be getting all these things. I mean, we can't cover everything in five minutes. I know, it just doesn't work that way. But our whole job on earth is to glorify God. Come on now. Our job is to do what God wants. Boy, oh boy. I said last week, the American mentality. Well, we just do what we want. No. <laughs> Come on now. Eh, we love our freedom in America, and that's awesome. Praise God we got freedom. But our freedom should be used to glorify the Lord. Amen. Amen. God gave us freedom in this country, not so we could uh, spend it on our lusts of our flesh. Hello. He gave us freedom so we could do his will and not be oppressed by the government as most countries are. You know, the Bible is illegal in many, I don't know, I just saw it the other day, I remember, it was like, I was like, I was like, I didn't know that. I was like, like 50 some countries, it's illegal to have a Bible. Can you, what? Isn't that crazy? Illegal. And then we're in this free country and we, we, think, we think, well, you know, I'm free. Yeah, we're free. Do something for the Lord with your freedom. Amen. I'm free to work and have a good house and a nice car and have a good retirement package. That's what I'm, no, no. No, you are free to do the Lord's will. Whatever that is, work wherever he wants you to work. Do whatever he wants you to do. We are here for him. And in fact, we're going to read it in Colossians 1.16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. For him. We are here for the Lord. And most, come on, most people on the earth, including many Christians, do not live like that. Hello. They live for themselves. Come on now. Ooh, we getting there. We go, we going, we going today. Watch out. Our whole life is to be dedicated to him. Amen. And then our whole eternity is for him. Right. We should have the same mentality we're going to have for all eternity right now. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. That just came out. 
We should have the same mentality that right now that we are going to have for all eternity. Most, most Christians even think, well, when I get to eternity, whoo, I am going to serve the Lord. Forever I'll be his. Forever I'll do his will. What about now? If you ain't doing it now, uh, something, something's not right, right? Come on. It's not our will, it's his will. Our will should not take first place. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Right? Love the Lord God. First commandment with promise. Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love the Lord your God. He is first. His will takes first place. We are here for him. His will. He agreed over there. You hear that? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That was good. That was perfect time right there. He's preaching. He said, preach it, preach it. Preach it, pastor. <laughs> Come on now. The Lord's will should be the most important thing to us. Amen. Come on. Bearing much fruit for the Lord should be, should be our highest priority in life. Our highest priority in life. How can I bear more fruit for you, Lord? What can I do for you, Lord? I am your servant, Lord. Paul said, I am a slave of Christ. Woo, come on, if Christians would, would get a hold of that and they would be the slave of Christ that they're called to be. The slave of Christ. Woo, come on. The slave of Christ is ready to go all the time for Jesus. As Timothy was ready to go and Paul said, I have no man like-minded to send to Philippi. He had no man to send because everybody else, he said, cares about their own things. I said, everybody else cares about their own things. Come on now. Come on. We got to get a hold of the right mentality before the end is here. The end is fast approaching and still Christians all over this earth have the wrong mentality and they still think it's about them. No, it's not about you. It's not about me. Come on now. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. People even accuse us. Well, it's all about you. It's all about you. No, we're doing ministry for him. And if you haven't noticed, we always point back to him and we always give him all the glory. Hello. Hello. You see, religious people get all weird about that. Religious people don't understand what's happening here. Did you hear me? Religious people don't understand that we are producing fruit for the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't understand that this ministry is all about Jesus. Hello. Religious people are pharisaical. And they have no intention of doing anything for the Lord at all. Come on. They want to criticize those who are actually doing something for the Lord. Because they're not. They're not actually doing anything for the Lord. 
So they get mad at those who are actually doing something for the Lord and actually producing fruit for the Lord. Come on now. This should be our highest priority. This should be the Christian's mentality all the time. How can I bear more fruit for the Lord? How can I give more glory to the Lord? Amen. Thank you for those three amens. <laughs> Come on, let's go on. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Amen. Oh, man. You see, we have been chosen to bear fruit. That is our job description. Come on. We, we are supposed to do this. You know, you get a job description at your job and you say, well, I don't really care about that. I'm doing what I want. You're going to be fired real soon. I fired many people. At 7-Eleven, I fired many. You want to do what you want to do? Well, there's the door. Bye-bye. Hello. I hired you to do this right here. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Now, I know it's not a great illustration, not. Because God loves us, amen? But he still has a job for us to do. And the job description is still there, whether we like it or not. And as Jesus said, what did he say? We dwell all the time around. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's why I say, you, you, can, you can find a real Christian pretty easily. Come on. They're doing the word. They're doers of this. Pharisees, just talk about it. You know, you out there, you going home, eating ham. <laughs> Not yet, not eating your ham yet. Hamburger, well, that sounds good. <laughs> Come on now. We're chosen to bear fruit. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We've been appointed to bear fruit that remains. It remains forever. Come on, we talk about that. It's going to last forever. Our fruit lasts throughout all eternity. Our, come on, there are souls in heaven because we, we produce fruit. People greet you at heaven's gate and say, thank you. Thank you for bearing fruit. Thank you for doing the will of the Lord. Thank you for preaching the gospel. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. There's all kinds of things we do for the gospel. Amen. Amen. And like I said, all of those things add up. Yeah. I said they all add up. They all add up. People don't see it, but you better start seeing it. Amen. They all add up. Cleaning the vacuum, the carpets adds up. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's where you're a servant. Amen. Servants say, I'll do anything to help the kingdom of God. I'll do anything to help Jesus. I'll do anything. That's how I started in ministry. <laughs> That's how I started as a Christian. I mean, I was in ministry technically in a sense, right? Not in full-time ministry. But I said, where can I help? Immediately. I said immediately. Still, we got Christians that do nothing at all, all the time. I'm like... I don't understand it. 
I really don't because I was in kids ministry. I was in youth ministry. I was in music ministry. I was in, I was doing stuff immediately. Why? Because I care about God's things more than my things. Come on now. We should produce all kinds of fruit and whatever we got to do, we do. I I just got a new cord. I shouldn't be cracking. Whatever we got to do, we do. I said, whatever we got to do, we do. We get it done. We do something. We get busy for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, it's vacuum carpets, clean windows, clean toilets. You better be doing something for the Lord. And what you're doing, increase it. And I do enough for the Lord. I mean, I I, I put on an hour last week. I mean, my goodness, what do you expect out of me, pastor? Oh, I think you better ask him what he expects. Because his his expectations are high for us. Not that he doesn't love you. Amen. I got high expectations for my kids. I'm always going to love them. If they end up out on the street, I'm going to be very disappointed. That would not be a high, that would not be where I see them going, right? Amen. But I'm always going to love them and God's always going to love us. But he's got high expectations. Why? Because he put his spirit in us. He put himself in us. I said he put himself in us. I saw him yesterday day and I never thought about it. He said, God told him, I put myself in you. You have no excuse. I didn't put an angel in you. I put myself in you and you have no excuse not to do my will. God in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are temples of the living God. And then we say, well, I've done enough. Oh, boy. Come on now. Karn, Karn's out here blowing the leaves off yesterday all over our property. I'm like, wow, you got to do that? We got no one to help blow leaves? That's sad. She's out here for like two hours blowing leaves. Come on. Someone should jump and be all over that. What? I talked about the foreign language translation. Someone could jump on that, say, "Woo, glory to God, I want to produce fruit. But most most have too much to do. You know, they got too many things to do. They got TV to watch. They got movies to watch. They got all these things to do. Hello, I told you it's going to be heavy, right? Come on. See, I said, I've said it many times. I'll say it many more times. We're actually trying to build real disciples here. We are not a church of lukewarmies here. Lukewarmies are not here. Lukewarmies don't last here. Lukewarmies leave all the time. Because they do not want to hear the word and they do not want to do the word. They, want to, they just want to have their little service and go home and eat lunch. They have no intention of going to witness to anybody. They have no intention of helping with the church. They have no intention of doing anything but the Lord. But they hear, they hear another message. And then a half hour later, they have no idea what was even said. But they say, it was a good message. 
We had a great time in church today. What'd you get? I don't really know, but I know he talked a lot about Jesus and a lot about the Bible. Uh, that's not what we're doing here. Amen? Come on. You stick around here. You want to actually hear the word. You want to do the word. Amen? Do I got some doers in this place? That was weak. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Doers make it here. Amen. Amen. Because we want to actually bear fruit. And not only bear fruit, but bear much fruit. Much fruit. Amen. You get to Jesus, he's like, remember the talents. We're not even talking about the talents, but you know, you know me, I'm pretty sure. The parable of the talents. He buried it in the ground. And when the master came, he took it out of the ground. He said, here you go. He said, you wicked and slothful servant. Wicked and slothful. I don't want to hear those words. I want to hear the well done. Because I produced much fruit for him. Amen. Come on. Woo, we having fun. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3. We looked at this last week, and you know, you know me. 1 Corinthians 3 9. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, you are God's building. We're building right here, we're building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, and wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it. What day? The, the day of judgment. Because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work and of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on, built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So like we said, the foundation is Jesus. You can't change the foundation. We build on Jesus. We build on the word of the living God. And we learn that our works will be tried by fire. If our work endures, we get reward. Amen. If our works get burned, ooh, at least we make it in. <laughs> no rewards. But we need to realize, as we said last week, how short our time is to build. You see, we are all building. What are you building? What are you building? Yeah. Come on. What are you actually building? With your time. As we said, it's the most valuable thing we have. Time. We have time to use for his glory. And it is priceless because it's going to all run out. Right? There's only a little bit of time. As James said, our life is but a vapor. We have this much time to build. You build a house, it takes a while, right? That's a lot of work. My dad built houses. That's a lot of work. 
Building takes time. What are you building with your sliver of time? Be honest. The easiest thing we do to ourselves is lie to ourselves. Well, um, I've built some stuff for the Lord. I've done some stuff for Jesus. I've built. Be honest. I said, be honest. What have you done to build something for Jesus? You say, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. <sighs> you start wherever you're at. As I say all the time. Come on. I started building something for the Lord as soon as I got saved. And I helped in the body. I helped wherever I could to build the body because we're supposed to build the body. Jesus is building his church. If you aren't helping Jesus build the church, you are not helping Jesus. It's not all about church, but it's a huge part of it. You show me a Christian who doesn't attend church and help in a church body and help serve the body of Christ. I'm talking born again. I'm not just talking churchgoers. Amen. I'm talking someone who's born again, spirit-filled, new creation in Christ, and they don't want to help, help the church, the body of Christ. There is something seriously wrong. Why? Because we, as, as I just heard another minister say it. I said, I've said it many times. I said another minister. I said, oh, look at that. He did exactly what he did. He said, him and his wife weren't saved. They got married. They, got, they weren't, you know, when they got married, they weren't saved. They got saved. They got saved. I mean, they, they got saved. Amen. And he said, and we ran to church. We just had to get into church. We just had to be with the body. And I said, ah, that's what I say all the time. Yeah, woo! And this ministry has been going for like 60 years, nonstop. Nonstop for the Lord. And he ran to church as soon as he got saved. And he's been serving in the body his whole entire Christian life. Come on now. If you aren't in full time ministry, you are called to a body. Hebrews said, do not forsake the assembly of yourselves together and submit yourselves unto your spiritual leaders and do it with gladness. Do it with joy so that they, they may have joy. <laughs> the leader may have joy when, when the, the disciple doesn't backtalk and rebel but says, how can I help? What can I do for the Lord? And I say, well, you know what? We really, like my pastor to me, we really need a youth. We need a junior high youth leader right now. You must have something else for me to do. You must have something else. No, that's what we, that's what we need. That's what we need you to do. 
I'll do it. Did I want to? No. Oh, I wanted to leave the high school. They're easy. They sit down. They listen. We've got a lot of high schoolers here. It's easy. Junior high? Not easy. Not easy at all. Come on. We have to be willing to do anything so that we can produce some fruit. And we got to start building. And people don't want to start small. They always want to build big right away. And then usually they fail. But a lot of ministers do. They go out in the ministry as soon as they get saved and they fail miserably. Because they weren't saved. I mean, they weren't uh, serving. They weren't serving anywhere. And they said, well, I'm saved and I need to go tell people about Jesus. So here I go. Boom. Well, they're not growing up. They're, they're babies and they're trying to, trying to lead something. They're babies in Christ and they're trying to lead something. And they fail miserably. Come on now. See, what, what can you do? Uh, I, got, I got a list of things. You want to do something. Amen. Amen. You want to do something for the Lord. You don't know what to do. I got lists. Praise God. Amen. What are we actually doing? What are we actually building with our time? Well, we better make some adjustments before it's over. Amen? Amen? Let's look at John 15, 1. We, 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 we're going all over John 15. It's filled with this, right? Filled with this topic. John 15, 1. I am the true vine. Who's that? Jesus. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Well, that tells me without any theological spin on it, bearing fruit is very serious. Now, you get a doctor of theology, they'll often spin that and it doesn't mean what it means. But I'll tell you what, just take it, just take it right there. Hello? I say that because I've, I've heard that stuff from doctors of theology. Not that, they're all, not that they all do that at all. But I'm saying there are those who will, who will say, well, let me tell you what that means, brother. I'll tell you what it means. If we don't bear fruit, it takes away. You could add that right into the book of Revelation where Jesus said, you are lukewarm and therefore I will vomit you out of my mouth. Right, we could go in a lot more than that. That's just a, <laughs> that's just a start, right? <laughs> Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. See, again, we've got to be honest with ourselves. Are we actually bearing fruit for the Lord? Yeah. Well, if we're not bearing fruit, oh man, we better change fast. I said we better change fast. Because he said, if you don't bear fruit, he takes away. Those that don't bear fruit takes away. Hello? And notice if we are bearing fruit, you say, well, I am bearing fruit. Then get ready for pruning. <laughs> Does pruning hurt a little bit? Talk to the trees out there when I cut them. Talk to the bushes. I can hear their little pain when I cut them. 
But what happens next season when all the flowers pop out bigger than ever? He wants to prune us. So we bear more fruit. Come on now. We got to be willing to be pruned. Amen. Amen. Now, John 15, 4. Here, here is abide. This is our title, they abide. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. We've done that a lot out here. We've cut a lot of branches and thrown them over here and they wither up real good. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Does this sound a little bit serious? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times I don't think we take Jesus' words very seriously. But here we see the greatest key to bearing fruit, and that word is abide. Yeah. Abide means to remain with, continue with, dwell with. It's often used of someone staying at a house. They abode with them. They were in the house. They stayed there. They continued there. Paul stayed at so-and-so's house where he did ministry. The disciples went and stayed or abode, the same word. Come on up. You see, we are to remain in the Lord. Continue in the Lord. Dwell in the Lord. Abiding is continuous communion with the Lord. Many people today just go to church on Sunday. And communion with the Lord is not the goal. Come on now. And it's not done after Sunday. <laughs> Come on now. That's the check off the box people, right? Check it off. Check off the box. Go to church on Sunday. And then lunch. And then we don't think about God until next Sunday. We, we, we go to a Sunday. We take communion. We pray some prayers. We sing some hymns. We come back next Sunday. We, we worship God again on Sunday. That is not abiding in him. Are you hearing me? We're to commune with Jesus all week long if we're going to bear fruit. Amen. Come on now. Church on Sunday is not enough to bear fruit. The devil is always trying to distract us from abiding in him. Come on. The devil knows how to get us to not bear fruit. Oh, he does. He knows how to get us to not bear fruit. Come on now. And so what happens? We, 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 we use up all of our energy doing something else than bearing fruit. Even work, right? Whoo, man. Wow. I mean, at 7-Eleven, I got worn to a frazzle. Yeah. 
12 hours a day or more managing, running the till, physically drained completely. Get home and man, all you can do is Ugh. Come on now. So using up all their energy on nothing that matters. Yeah. And so the devil also, he comes in with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. Come on. And, 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 and we don't bear fruit because we're doing something else. We're distracted. Yeah. With the other thing. And Jesus wants us to abide. Amen. <laughs> He's like, abide with me. Ooh, I got things to do. I got places to go. I got things to do. I got to go. Oh, I got to go here. Oh, I got to do this. Oop, I got to do that. Oop, ah, new TV show. Oh, new movie. Oh, I got to go. Oh, 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 oh. Abide. Jesus says abide. And we're so busy and distracted with the world and all its distractions. The devil is just laughing. <laughs> They're not producing anything for the Lord. I got them so busy. I got them, I got them doing nothing for the Lord. Oh, they think they're, they think they're great because they go to church. Well, I'm preaching Barry Green. Say amen or oh me. Amen. <laughs> I haven't said that in a long time. That's a good one. <laughs> you say oh me when it's like, ooh, that hurt. Ooh. Ooh. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it, Pastor. And I'll change, Pastor. Amen. amen. Come on now. Constant distractions. Do we have constant distractions nowadays, especially nowadays? I mean, you think about, what, 100, 200 years ago? Go to work, come home, there's nothing to do. They play the fiddle. <laughs> They're like, they had to find some entertainment. So the kids learned piano and fiddle so they could have some entertainment at night and do something. By the candle. Now, come on, you can eat up, you can eat up hours doing absolutely nothing at all. Nothing. TV, social media, movie, food, TV, movie, social media, food. <laughs> I mean, it's constant, right? The flesh is always crying out. Give me some more food. Anybody been there? Give me some more movies. Give me some more entertainment. Give me some more money. Give me some more stuff. Come on up. As we know, if we're going to produce fruit for the Lord, we are going to have to crucify the flesh. Amen. Jesus said it. That means it's true. Take up your cross and follow me. That means we dead. We dead. He alive in us. And we do what he says. And we abide in him. And then, come on, we're going to bear some fruit. Ooh, this is good, this is good. 1 Corinthians 1 9. God is faithful, aren't you glad? Yeah. By whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, I don't particularly like this translation. This is uh, New King James, I believe. And a lot of times I found, I found it actually more, boy, recently, I've been, I've been going, wait a second, what? A lot. 
And then I look into it a little further. And this one I, I looked into a little further for you like that. Yeah. Come on. Amen. I'm studying to show myself approved. The 20th century revised version, which I, I, I've only looked at often. I mean, not that often, but there, there, you know, as you know, there are, there are actually hundreds of translations, but you got to dig for the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them online, you're like, hmm, not good. Come on. A lot of them I, I do not like. And I find, I find mistranslations quite often where I'm like, that's a horrible translation. Horrible. Well, this one, I think, could have a much better translation because the word of does not appear in the Greek. And, and the, oh, I was going to read it to you. In the 20th century, it says, called you into communion, which I like better right there because that's koinonia. Fellowship is good, but communion, I think, says a little better. It's the word koinonia. Called you into communion with his son, Jesus. Yeah. Did you hear that? You see... To make sense in English, you have to add a word. As it is often in Greek, it doesn't make sense if we just verbatim say it. Because the word isn't there to make sense in English, so they add words. And I told you before, like the Daniel 3 we talked about a few weeks ago, that it should say, it really should say, when, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, if you, if you throw us into the fire, which it doesn't say, it just says, if, if you do, if it be so, if it be, if it be, I think it's literal. If it be, our God will deliver us. Then it says, if it be not, we will not serve your gods. And people have taken that for years and said, see, they thought God might not deliver them. No, they had complete faith that God would deliver them. And the correct translation, and should be added, should be translated as so to make sense of it. Hello, that's what this is doing, making sense of it. Should be. If you throw us into the fire, O king, we, our God will deliver us. If you do not throw us into the fire, O king, we will not serve your gods. It should say that. Amen. And the Amplified doesn't even say that. It should. Because when you add something, because you've got to make sense of it, you've got to add something that makes sense. <laughs> And there's many times I stop as I'm reading scripture and say, that makes no sense. What happened? And what do I do? Come on, I go to the Greek. I say, well, that word isn't there. Let's look at some other translations to see what other people came up with because I was already thinking, with sounds a lot better, and there it was. Why? Because our high calling is communion with Jesus. With his son, Jesus. Is that abiding? Come on. Abiding with Jesus is real Christianity. Intimacy with Jesus is real Christianity. You show me a church without intimacy with Jesus, I'll show you religious Pharisees. Come on now. People even come in here and they just stand here the whole time. Especially, you know, first, a lot of first time people, they just stand there and you're like, they don't have intimacy with Jesus. Come on now. Intimacy with Jesus is what it's all about. Yeah. So abiding in him is intimacy. And to bear fruit, 
We got to abide in him. We have intimacy with him. That's why when we lift our hands, we're, oh man, we're hugging him. We're loving on him. He said, lift holy hands unto me. Come on. And we are having intimacy with Jesus as we, man, today I was up here. I, I couldn't stop praying in tongues. I kept praying in tongues. I kept praying. I didn't know why. Guess what? I gave a tongue. Come on. I was having intimacy with Jesus during worship, which we should do all the time. Amen. And I was worshiping and I was praising him and I was loving on him and I was praying in tongues and I was worshiping. And I was saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. We're having intimacy with God. That's what it's about. If we don't have intimacy, guess what? We don't bear fruit. Because that is abiding in him. Ooh, praise God. Thank you, Father. Come on, as you know, we all know branches are connected to trees. We see it right there. And if that branch is cut off the tree, there is no more fruit. There is no more leafing, leafing, leafing. There's no more fruit production. Right? If, if the branch does not stay constantly connected. Did you catch that? Constantly connected to the tree it's not going to work. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to connect to Jesus today. Tomorrow, I got other things to do. I connect to Jesus on Sunday. Boy, it's all coming up. <laughs> I connect to Jesus on Sunday. I connect to the vine on Sunday. Monday through Saturday, I got other things I got to do. That's how a lot of people live their Christian life. If you can call it a Christian life, right? That's how they live their life, the Christian life. I connect to Jesus on Sunday, and then I go do my thing Monday through Saturday. Yeah. That is not abiding. Yeah, that is not abiding. Come on. We stay constantly connected to the Lord. How, how can we do that? Some of the, ways, some of the easy ways, right? Worship. Yeah. Worship the Lord. Hello? Worship the Lord. Anytime, anywhere. You're going to stay connected. You're going to stay connected to the vine. Come on now. It is not just for Sunday to come in and go, praise the Lord. Let's go eat lunch. Come on, all week long, we say all the time, all week long, come on, we lift praises unto him. We say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You can stop any time. In fact, they've set their alarms every hour, yeah. and it goes off, and it's, I'm all confused. The alarms are going off all the time now. <laughs> I'm in my office, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm at home, another dinger goes off, oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm over here, oh, praise the Lord. There's a dinging everywhere, but it's good. It's good, yeah. Because what are we doing? We're remembering that we're connected to him. We're worshiping him again and again and again and again and again and again and again, not just on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's for every day of the week. Yeah. Come on, we stay connected through prayer. Amen. We talk to God, right? Amen, throughout our day. We ask God questions. You ever ask God questions? I hope so. You ask for wisdom? Oh boy, do I ask for wisdom. Because it says, you ask for wisdom, I'll give it. Liberally. 
without reproach, without any rebuke. He'll just give it to us. Whoo, glory. Come on. We talk to God throughout our day. We ask for anything we need. We can go to our Father. Amen? Petitions. Anything. You say, well, God doesn't, God doesn't, I don't need to bother God with that. No, bother your God with it. Amen? Because he's not bothered at all. He wants us to ask him. He wants us to talk to him. He wants to have fellowship. It's intimacy again, abiding. You can talk to Jesus. You don't pray to Jesus. You talk to Jesus. Because Jesus said, pray to the Father in my name. And so when we go with a petition, we go to our Father in Jesus' name. Like I do all the time for you. I pray for you and I ask for the message for you and for this body and for this church. And I ask the Father that he would show me what to teach, what to preach. Come on. And then he leads me. Come on up. And he guides me. Why? Because I asked him. (laughs) And then we hear from him. We hear what he wants us to do because we asked him what he wants us to do. So we're abiding in him. And then what's going to happen? We're going to produce fruit. Hallelujah. We stay connected through church. Man, I'm amazed people don't. Whew, Christians, they don't go to church. I'm like, ooh, boy. That's one of the, whoa, man. Don't unhook from the body. Stay close. Stay connected. Stay tightly connected. Come on. To the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. This is the body of Christ. Amen? People would rather go watch a sport game than, than stay with the body of Christ. And they call themselves Christians. And then you're like... Man, whew, I, I, I attribute my connection to the body as one of the main reasons I'm still here. I'm still standing. I connected to my church from day one. I told you a story, but I went into Faith Center and it was in, a, in the Tin Chapel, we called it. Now they're in a much nicer building than they were in. They were in a little aluminum building, you know. But I walked in there, I've told the story, I can't tell the whole story, it'd take me an hour. But they greeted me. I, I, I knew I was born again already. That was, that was, that was, I knew that was, that was done. I was born again. And I thought, and I'd led there by, by, I still believe an angel of the Lord led me there. And long story, a guy in the path, and he said, go to, go to, go to face center. I'm like, huh, what's that? So we went there, right? And long story, I got a lot of parts of that story. But as soon as we walked in, we greeted, the, they greeted us, we greeted people, and, and, and they loved on us, and, and, and we felt accepted in the body. Hello? And we stayed connected. I said we stayed connected. And I still am connected to that body. In fact, Paige is now helping in that body because she she stays in Vancouver while she's going to Wazoo, Vancouver and comes home on the weekends. She's helping the body we started in. She's producing more fruit there. Come on. 
We producing fruit. They're producing fruit. That's a lot of fruit. But what am I saying? Whew. I don't know how I knew. I guess it's by the Holy Ghost, right? A lot of people don't listen to the Holy Ghost. But if you listen to the Holy Ghost, you get in a spirit-filled on fire church and the Lord will say, stay. And you're going to get offended. If you don't get offended around here, just wait a few minutes. I'll offend you. People leave all the time. They get offended by something, like, especially offering. Offering offends a lot of people. Ooh, they do not want you to touch their money. Do not touch my money. Well, you don't like the Bible, then have your way. Do your thing. Hello? God wants all over our money. He wants to own our whole bank account. He does. He wants to say, give that now. And we say, oh, yes, Lord. Because he owns it anyhow. And our flesh goes, no. I was going to buy a new car. <laughs> oh, my. Come on now. And the Lord says, give it. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I know what, mister. He was, you guys know him, but some of you know. But he, he, uh, he was at a meeting and he was going to give like a thousand. And the Lord said, give 10,000. He's like, that's my whole bank account. <laughs> Lord said, give 10,000. Yes, Lord. <laughs> so he said, I cleared out the account. And he said, oh, the Lord bless me. And he is actually the most blessed person I know. I mean, he is prosperous. When we, when we were in Vegas with him at a conference, Christian conference, you really got to see him in action. He's walking into the hotel. Here's a hundred for you. He's going down the hall. He, oh, Starbucks. He's at the Starbucks. Here, here, just, here's a hundred. Yeah. Get his coffee. I mean, this happened constantly. You're like, that, that guy knows what he's doing by giving. Come on. And he is blessed. Come on now. We were talking about staying connected through the body, to the body. Oh, that'll, that, that, ooh, man, that is huge. If you want to abide in Christ, stay connected to the body. Because the body is the body, amen? Don't tell me, no, man, do not, ooh, come on. Well, I just love Jesus. I just love him. I just love him. What about his body? Well, I don't like him so much. They're kind of mean at church, and they're not very friendly, and I don't, you know. The pastor really offends me a lot. <laughs> Down at that packed Bible, he really offends me. <laughs> Ooh, we get that. I'll tell you what, we get that. That's okay, amen. Because we're going to preach the truth. We're going to tell the truth. No matter who comes, who goes, we're going to still tell the truth. And we'll keep preaching the truth that we see Jesus. And the Lord, come on, the Lord will use that to produce fruit. Because see, if we're not actually built, what did he say? You got to build, oh boy, he got to build on the foundation, which is Jesus. You got to build on the word. 
Otherwise, your fruit is going to burn up. See, if we, don't, if we don't preach this to the best of our abilities to say whatever needs to be said, come on, the fruit burns, the works burn, there's no real fruit because people are just playing church. I don't want that. I want real disciples. Amen? Amen. You want to be a real disciple? Yes. You want to be a real disciple? You want to be a real disciple? You want to be a real disciple? Go through it with you want what? Number She's number one. She's number one disciple. Oh, you're like John, right, John? The disciple that Jesus loved. I, I like how he deserves, refers to himself. And the disciple that Jesus loved, in, in the gospel of John, he refers to himself. And the disciple that Jesus loved laid his head on his bosom. He was leaning on Jesus at the supper table. Leaning on Jesus, that's Intimacy. That's some love. Come on now. This is cool. Praise God. So we do. We do absolutely stay connected to the body. But we don't let that be the only time we commune with the Lord. (laughs) That's all the time. And if we're doing that, we come to church. Come on. And we are ready. We are excited to be there. We are excited to jump in. We are excited to worship. We are excited to hear the word. We are on fire because we have been abiding in him. Hallelujah. Glory. Jesus was constantly in communion with the father. And that is why he produced the amount of fruit that he produced. Come on. Jesus did more in three years than a thousand Christians do with their whole lives. Hello? Hello? Who glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just pause and see if the Lord's leading somewhere, I think. I believe the Lord is saying and pausing and saying, we might be done, but he's saying, that there are those here that need to repent now. For they have not taken the words of Jesus seriously. They have not taken these words seriously. 
And there is repentance that needs to take place even right now. And I believe the Lord said, stop, as I was teaching that point. And I believe he is saying, unless there is change, there is no need going on. Unless there is repentance, there is no need to press forward in this message. For the Lord is very serious about this. And the Lord is much more serious than we think he is. There is a time coming soon when repentance will not take place and it will not be able to take place any longer. And some have not taken his word seriously and some have decided they won't do what the Lord says. And that is very serious. It is very serious. I was reminded of the video I sent out this week to many of you. A man who went to hell or saw, saw hell, saw demons, saw the saw the, the, the demons seated at the table planning, planning how to destroy people's lives, planning how to destroy, because that's what the devil does. He, he has a plan. The man said, the devil always has a plan. And I said, that's right, he does. See, he's more planned than Christians are. And we got to understand how serious it is that the devil himself wants to take you out. I said, the devil himself wants to take you out. And if he needs to, he will assign a demon to take you out. And he's not going to stop. And people don't take it seriously. People don't understand that eternity is on the line. Eternal life with God or eternal death in the lake of fire is on the line. And people don't take what we're saying seriously. Lord's, Lord's leading us. This, this, I clipped this off. I clipped this off. The man that I'm talking about, I clipped this off. And I'm going to show you. This is what the Lord said to him as he stood at the gate of heaven. Was it anything like the voice that Satan had used on him? He says, he's telling him, I'm going to try to quote verbatim exactly what he says. He's quoting the Lord. Your faith is dead. Your works are in vain. 
The life that you lived and offered to me as a life of Christian service is an abomination that I rejected in the Pharisee. What made you think I would accept it from a Laodicean type Christian? In fact, untold millions are living the same same kind of life that you live, and they stand in danger of my everlasting wrath. Unquote the living God. I couldn't believe he was talking to me. I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. I just told him about all my good works, what I'd done, you know. And, and I said, no, Lord, don't you wait. You don't understand. He said, you didn't do those works for me. You did them for a false God. That, that was yeah, the like See how serious it is? If we stand before God and we have not abode in him, we haven't abided in him and our works are not for him. We are just Pharisees. And as he said, your works, your Laodicean works are an abomination. In Revelation, remember, he said, I'll vomit you out. That's serious. See, we can't, we can't get more serious than that when we're talking about a soul going into the lake of fire forever. And they sat in a church. Come on. And never were abiding in him. And their works were not for him. He said, your works are dead. Come on. I believe the Lord is calling some to repentance today. Can we get some chords or something? Piano. Jesus is calling us into real communion, real intimacy, true intimacy with him. And he says, if, if, if that is not the goal of our Christian life, we have missed it completely. I said, we have missed it completely. If our goal is not to have intimacy with Jesus and lay on his bosom and fellowship with him and talk to him and have communion with him and love on him and have him love on us. We are called into communion with his son, Jesus. We are called into communion, fellowship, love, relationship, intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. And some have played church and some have played religion. And God is saying right now, don't go any further until repentance is made about having intimacy with me. Hallelujah. You see, repentance 
is a chance from God. And repentance is one of the greatest words we have. Because where we were headed, the road we were going down, all we have to do is get on the right road and make a change in our heart, make the switch in our heart and make the switch and make the change. And then, come on, we get on the right path. We get on the right road that leads us straight into the presence of God. to intimacy he's calling us to intimacy with him 
there is no other way. So abide in Him. Abide in Him. Abide in Him today. Abide in Him. His love, His love is great. His love. Love is so great, His love for you and me, it's so great. He loves you, oh, He loves you. So He stopped us today because He loves you. He loves you. He needs you to repent today because He loves you. That's why we stop, because He loves you. He wants you to repent, because He loves you. He loves you today. And He's calling your name right now. He's calling your name right now. He's calling your name. He's calling. Listen to him, listen to the voice of your God. I believe he's speaking to people right now. So I'm going to shut my mouth and let you hear from him.
the Lord is again saying how serious this is. soft hearts today that's, that's the new title soft hearts God is calling us to soft hearts the Lord stopped us to say you've got to have a soft heart because his words will not be planted in you his words will not abide if you're not soft and pliable. And if you don't abide, you don't bear fruit. And he said, the branches are cut off. And he's saying how serious this is. As the man I just played the video of stood at heaven's gate and pleaded with the Lord. He realized he had done works for himself and not for the Lord. Not because of the Lord, not because of abiding in him. And when he died to himself, <laughs> he realized he, made the, he, he got on the right path. And instead of speaking to the Lord, he let the Lord speak to him. As he died to self. So the Lord is calling us to die to self. And truly abide in him and truly live for him from our hearts. from our hearts, soft hearts, pliable in the Lord's hands. When he says go, we go. When he says we do, we do, because we are soft before him. Woo! Another thing that the man said, which we can't prove biblically, but we can kind of prove it biblically because Jesus said, Narrow is the path that leads to life and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And he said, while he stood there, 1,500 people were standing at heaven's gate to go in and 50 went in. If I remember right, he said that's 2.5% got in. We calculated just for fun, 2.5% times 117 billion that have ever lived on earth. And I believe it was 3 billion. Hundred seventeen billion, possibly 3 billion go into eternity with Jesus. That's why this is so serious. Because as I have said many times, and I, I believe it with all of my heart, there will be no one in eternity that is not 
completely allegiant to Jesus the Christ. Completely allegiant to Him. And today is a call for repentance to be completely allegiant to Him and Him alone. His ways, His Word, our God. Because it is that serious. So the Lord stopped the message today because someone needed, someone needed to know that repentance needs to take place now. Now, don't put it off until tomorrow. My pastor, when he got saved, he wasn't saved yet. He was in the laundromat in Orchards, Washington. And he was hitting on a girl and the girl was saved. And she said, when are you gonna get born again? When are you gonna get born again? He said, when are you gonna go out with me? When are you gonna go out with me? When are you gonna get born again? When are you gonna save? When are you gonna go, when are you gonna go out with me? And the Lord spoke to him and said, it is now or never. And he got saved that day. And he called on the Lord that day. And he was saved that day. And he gave himself completely to the Lord and served the Lord and is still serving the Lord right now in his 60s. It's now or never. You see, sometimes the Lord calls our name at a time and if we don't listen, it's over. People say, no, that's not true. Yes, it is true. Jesus said, there is a day when the door will be closed and no one will enter. No one. We're used to second chances in this earth. We're used to, I failed at that business, I'll start another business. I failed at that job, I'll get another job. I'll quit that job, I'll get another job. I'll do this, I, I, I didn't do that. So I'll, I'll go over here. I, I, oh, we'll just go over here. We'll just try that. We'll just try this. We'll just try that. Oh God, God will give you a second chance. But there is a point when your conscience becomes seared and you will not hear him any longer. You never, ever want to reach that point. And so I believe today the Lord is calling, calling to this congregation, to this body, to those here, to those online. Someone is listening today that needs to repent now. And the Lord has mercy on you today. The Lord is having mercy right now in this service. And he stopped everything. He stopped me in my tracks and said, you're done. Until there is a soft heart, don't go any further. Until there is repentance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sarah, you got something?
on the kids from the top.
was thinking of marriage. When we give ourselves in marriage, we say, I give myself completely to you. And so often we come to the Lord and we say, I give, my, I give myself about 85% to you. I'll keep about 15% for me. And the Lord is saying today, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. We give ourselves completely to Him. We lay down everything before Him. We do worship at His feet. We do swear complete allegiance to Him forever. We give Him complete allegiance for all eternity, not for two years, not for 10 years. We don't put in our time like at a job and say, I put in my 30 years, now I retire. No, we, we give him everything forever. We give him everything. And today he has called someone, maybe some more, into full fellowship, full communion, complete allegiance to him no other lords no other master nothing but him we must have only one master and he is Jesus he is the king he is the lord he is the savior and he is our all Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. a complete surrender complete allegiance to him intimacy with him communion with him he is not looking for the Pharisee he is not wanting a Pharisaical attitude wants a love relationship with us. 
Lord, we listen. We hear him. He hears us. We love each other. And we, we keep loving each other. And we keep loving on him. And he keeps loving on us. And he keeps directing us and guiding us because he loves us because he is the Lord, our shepherd. And he guides us and leads us again. And we find ourselves in the right place at the right time because we were listening to him and he was guiding us and leading us because we had soft hearts before him and we were like children before him and, and we, he just directed us and we said, okay, okay, as a little child would do, okay, okay. We're going over here now, okay. And we're just soft in his hands. Hallelujah. Whoo. Wow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I can't say I've ever stopped in the middle of a message. And I was in the middle of my notes there and I thought boy we are gonna we got a lot to go right here we got a lot to go and I, 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 I can't say I've ever heard the Lord like that and he's like you're done stop and I tried to keep going I read a couple more lines after that and there was no spirit on it I don't know if you caught it, but I was like, oh my goodness, it's left. There's no spirit, there's no anointing on this at all. I said, I need to obey the Lord right now or I'm in trouble. I don't mean the trouble he's going to beat me. I mean trouble. He wants me to follow his voice. Amen. And he was speaking to someone today. And he stopped the whole service for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, we, 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 need to, we need to follow the Spirit. Amen? No matter what's happening, no matter what we got planned, we want to follow what God wants to do. And if God says stop, you stop. Thank you, Lord. I remember a story, one of my mentors in the faith, and he was ministering to the church and out of, you know, one of my relatives lived there and he was suggested that he go to this meeting because it was a, he was a traveling minister and I heard later that he had gone and the minister had sat on the stage saying nothing for like an hour so he left big mistake Big mistake. We're so untrained in spiritual things, we have no idea how spiritual things work. Come on now. We got to know how to follow the Spirit. Amen? And so the minister was getting the what God wanted to do. Not what he wanted to do. Amen? Hallelujah. 
See, a lot of people don't understand that the Spirit is alive. And He is real, and He does speak, and He does direct, and He, come on, He wants to get the right word out. One thing I ask all the time, all the time, is, Father, give me the right words. Oh, give me the right words, Father. Every, every, every Sunday I'm back there, I'm praying, Father, I need the right words today. I need the right words. I'm asking for the right words, Father. Come on. I want to get the right words out. Like we taught, we taught a whole series on Speak Life. Get the right words. Get the perfect words from God. I want to find the right words. And so often, even when I'm up here, I'm saying, Father, what are the words? Hallelujah. So today I believe we found the right words. And if just one soul in here or online made repentance, we had church. Because that one soul made repentance when they needed to make repentance and we get to see them forever. We're all part of that. And we'll get to greet that person. Hello? And see that person in eternity when they say, Thank you for being obedient to the Lord. Thank you for serving at Pack Bible Church. Thank you for running the camera so I could hear. Thank you for running the live stream so I could hear. Thank you for opening the door so I could hear and repent. And hear, well done. Because that day, that day that you guys had that service, that day that you guys had that Holy Ghost blowout service, I changed everything. And I repented. And my, I made myself soft before the Lord. And everything changed after that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. See, we're just vessels. Amen. We're to be vessels of his spirit, vessels of his voice. We're the body of Christ. And we have been doing the will of God today. If you don't remember, we started with tongues interpretation. What did I say? This is not going to be just another service. And you prayed it was going to be different today. Like in the prayer room or just in the prayer room? So the Lord was prophesying. He wanted to say something today. Hallelujah! And we get to be part woo, of working with the Lord. get to be part of working with the Lord to see eternal fruit that your fruit shall remain ah we don't need we don't need it. people just come and go we need fruit to remain God wants fruit to remain with him forever completely allegiant hearts to him forever
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Hallelujah. Come on. Can we give some praise to God in this place? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Ooh, he is faithful. You are faithful, God. You are an awesome God. You are so good to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I am yours forever. I am yours forever. I am yours forever. Yeah. I am yours forever. Jesus. I am yours forever. My God. I am yours forever. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Mm, hallelujah. Today, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe you tuned in online, you're here today, and you've never made Lord, the Jesus your Lord. You've never called on him. You've never given yourself to him completely. You've never called Jesus Lord. You've never laid down at his feet and com sworn complete allegiance to him. Yeah, then you're not born again. You're not in the kingdom. You got to call Jesus Lord. All of sin fallen short of the glory of God. The wage of sin is death. Complete separation from God forever. Never a good day again. Never anything good again. God gave us an answer through his son Jesus. That in Jesus Christ who died for us and shed his blood for us. The perfect spotless lamb of God was sacrificed for us and through him and only through him we can come into the kingdom of God we can come into the family and be loved by God who is love forever there's one way in to the kingdom of heaven there's one way into the family of God and that is through Jesus he said I'm the way the truth and the life and no man comes to the father but through me no one will enter into eternity without Jesus he is the way he is the only way and when we come to him we call him Lord because we give him our all and he does become our Lord not just in word but in our heart and we lay down our heart at his feet and we say, I am yours completely. I give myself to you just like in marriage, just like we talked about. We lay down ourselves completely before him and we give 100% of ourselves away to the Lord. 
Hallelujah. And the good, the even better news is he gives 100% of himself to us. Hallelujah. You can't get a better deal than that. The one who owns all, you become a joint heir with Jesus the Christ. And you're with in the kingdom forever and everything he has belongs to you too. And you will never lack on this earth. That's scripture. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. You become supplied right here and you become supplied forever because you're in the family of the living God who owns everything. Hallelujah. And heaven has streets of gold. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. You are so good. Glory to God. If you haven't called Jesus Lord from your heart, you have not not made him Lord of your soul, of your spirit, of your mind, of everything you are, of your body. You got to give him the right to all of you. Every bit. So if that's you today, you say, I have not done that. And I want to give myself completely to the Lord. I want to call Jesus Lord. I want to make him my Lord forever. I want to come into the family of God. Pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I want in your family, God. Now I know the way in is through Jesus. I call Jesus Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my master. You're my Savior forever. I give myself completely to you. I am yours. Thank you, Father, for giving me eternal life. Thank you for making me a new creation. I ask you to teach me your ways. Show me your ways. I will walk in them. I will do them. And I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If that's you today, uh, you want to you wanna be fruitful for the kingdom of God, I'll skip down to number seven. <laughs> the most important thing once you're a Christian is remember that you belong to him now. And whatever he wants, you want. Whatever he wants, you say, yeah, I, I want that too. And if five minutes ago you didn't want it, now you want it. Why? Because he's Lord. And he only has blessing to those who will follow him. Hallelujah. And rewards. Woo! We talked about rewards. You were here. You weren't here last week. Where were you? Oh, man, that wrestling stuff. You can repent later. It's okay. Ah, I got it. I got it. Those wrestlers, boy, I, I, that is that is a hard sport. That is serious. That is rough. Did you win? Woo! All right. How many? How many matches? You won two matches. Nice. 
tough bracket. It's tough stuff, man. That is tough. Hallelujah. That's tough on the body, but come on. We're going to do the Lord's will. Amen. Bodily exercise profits a little. But godliness profits to all. Hallelujah. Did you get something today? Wow. This was special. This was very special. And I truly believe, I truly believe there were some changes made today we're going to see in heaven. And we're going to see fruit from this. For we followed the Spirit. Amen. Every week I am to follow the Spirit. Amen. And sometimes... Most of the time, we're going to get through the message. Because I believe the Lord helps me write the messages. And most of the time, we're probably going to get through them. But if we don't, that's okay, amen? When the Lord says stop, we say, okay, let's stop. Let's put the brake on. And see what he wants to say. Hallelujah. I got any prayer partners this morning? If you want prayer, personal prayer this morning, come forward after I dismiss and we will have a couple people up here for prayer. <laughs> I think John was coming, but he's good. <laughs> he's good. So you can get personal prayer if you want more prayer. Personal prayer this morning, they will agree with you in prayer. Praise God. Don't forget about Sunday night fire. Sunday night fire at six. You got anything? Okay. Let's check. Sunday night fire tonight. We got a lot more coming up. I'm going to start. I'm starting a whole series on Sunday night. So praise God. If you want to fulfill God's purpose, woo, come on up tonight. We're going to give you some big points. And uh, who knows? The Lord might interrupt us again. <laughs> anytime, Lord. Interrupt me anytime. Anytime. Grab a donut cookie, whatever's back there, grab a coffee, fellowship with someone, have some good communion time with some somebody in the body, and we'll see you back here tonight at 6. Oh, I got to give praise to God. Let's give praise to God. Heavenly Father, we turn back and give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, all the power belongs to our God forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week.